Okay, welcome back to the Breaking Bread podcast. Uh, my name's Brody. My name's uh, Francis. And uh, we've got a special guest um, here for you today. Um, but before we get into that, we'll roll the intro. special guest um someone from Auckland um who probably has one of the toughest jobs in the rugby league industry <laughs> <laughs> um and a lot of people in the um, Auckland rugby league scene will know who he is but um without further ado the man Joey welcome welcome my bro <laughs> um yeah Joey just um Tell us a little little bit of who you are and um, a little bit about yourself. Too easy. Um, yeah, like Brody said, um, my name's Joey, or Joseph Green for, I guess, properly. Um, born and raised in Rewa. Rewa. Uh, Rewa hard. hard. <laughs> Dirty South. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I born, born and raised out in, out in Rewa, uh, but uh, my whanau, uh, whakapapa, back to Poweringa in, in the far north. Oh, really? uh, Brody's a bit familiar yeah, with that yep. spot up there. FFN. North, um, but yeah, born and raised out south, uh, half Maori, half Pakia, uh, my old ladies, uh, the Maori connection, um, she's very, you know, very true to her Maori, Maori dim and all of that. Uh, youngest of four, I've uh, got two older brothers, uh, one staying in Melbourne at the moment, uh, and, and I guess the, the youngest of my older brothers, uh, still at home with, with me and me and the olds. Uh, my sister just recently moved to Brisbane, um, mm. so she's been there for about a month now. Uh, but yeah, just four of us at home. Um, did I say my age? No, you didn't. Uh, 22. Uh, I was 22. Are you only 22 years old? Yeah, oh, 23 in a week. Oh, um, fuck. Still a young well, what buck, day? Bro. What day? Monday. Oh, yeah. Bit of a mad Monday. <laughs> yeah. Long weekend mad Monday. <laughs> I mean, uh, 22. Um, I think I've been around 44 about nine years now. Yeah, been a while. Um, so yeah, bit of a bit of a veteran on the scene. Um, but yeah, like did all my schooling out in Rewa. I uh, went to James Cook. Uh, I went to school with oh, one of the boys who used to he played with Point a couple of years ago. I'm um, Johnny Pritchard. Oh he yeah, and yeah, and yeah, yeah, year. yeah. So I went to school with him for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, like I've never really lived out of the hood. Yeah, just known it all my life and pretty proud to like say I'm from Rewa. Eh? Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's probably one of the like one of the fairer boys to to come out of there. But yeah. You know, yeah, pretty staunch real boy. Yeah. Uh, you, you 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 say you're pretty proud to come out of there, and, and we know, and you say you're one of the fairer ones. We know someone who's on the opposite end of the um, spectrum when it comes to color, um, Mister Boom Bullet, Maddie Tuitama, and honestly, he represents Rewa like. Uh, There's something about those re- like like it's like um for me like I rip the north hard. Yeah. And then like all you guys from Rewa, use a Rewa hard. Yeah. It's, it's it's cool to see like um yeah. take pride in it yeah. where they oh, come yeah. from. Well, but even like touching back to like ripping the north, like when we like we went to those 16s and 18s nationals like a couple of weeks ago for league. 
Um, and the fellow who does like all the MC work down there, yeah. um, Hone Rapana. Yeah. Um, like, bro, like five minutes before, like one of the finals started, um, like comes into our changing room. He's like, bro, like, what have you, like, what have you done in your career and that, and where are you from? And like, I'm like typical Rewa boy, like always say I'm from Rewa, but I was like, nah, I think I'll like use it as a chance to like rip the North. Cause like, if we don't, well, like being down here, we don't really get the opportunity yeah, or as yeah, much yeah. opportunities, you know, to sort of. I guess rip our, our rip yeah, our yeah. dom So you know, any chance I can get to say that I'm from up there, like yeah. I think even the first time I told you that I was from yeah, from yeah. up there, you know, sort of buzzed out. Uh, but you're like pretty proud to sound from Rewa and proud to be from the Naughty North. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, so um, yeah, that's me. But um, we'll get into a quick five questions for you. Um, break the ice a little bit. Who's the best player you've ever riffed? <coughs> <laughs> Depends, bro. Like, are we like talking like local scene or just footy in general? Bro, footy in general. In, in general. Oh. Bro, there's been a few. Like, I can. Well, like coming through the local scene. Um, like even when I was coming through the grade, coming through the grades, like guys, um, like Stafford Tour, mm. um, like him, even his brother Lepper. Like when he was coming through, like he was a gun. Uh, but I think one that probably, I guess, stands out to me was um, probably Itini, yeah. Nano Satoru. Like when he, um, so he like he played in the same same teams as my brother um, at Odahu. Um and when he was when he was coming through the grades before he'd sort of chosen to go to rugby, bro. Like their their whole sets were just based around yeah, he's <laughs> a freak, getting eh? getting go forward <laughs> and then tackle three or four, just give the ball to him. Like yeah. zigzag fifty meters and score. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like he was pretty gun. Um. But even like Dylan and Chanel, like they were always pretty gun coming through. Um. Yeah. Like you fellas will know as well. Like Dylan's like torps on a last kick. Like mm. bro, those are those are scary coming through the grades. Or well, little legs. He's got a big kick on him. Eh? Bro, hard. Um. Probably got a bigger mouth too. <laughs> <laughs> his mouth's bigger than his leg. That's for, that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, like there's there's been heaps of fellas like that have riff coming through the grades yeah. that have. Like whether they've gone on to big things or not, yeah. like there's been heaps of guns that I've seen. Who's the funniest player you've ever riffed? Someone you like you're riffing and just does some stupid stuff and you're just like fucking hell. Would just crack you up. Whoa. I think I think a couple that come to or like well, they're pretty much like taking over each other's roles. Like one when I first started coming into Fox was um was Ellie. <laughs> the old Tonga Ninja. Or <laughs> 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 like he like when I, like before I first started coming into Fox, like everyone always just say, "Oh, like you know, whenever you go out to point, you know, sort of watch out for um, for Vita." Oh uh, yeah. yeah, but bro, like when when I first started, it wasn't like Vita wasn't even the problem. <laughs> it was always <laughs> Ellie, bro. <I'm> like, <coughs> well, what's 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 some stuff that you can or like what's one thing that that stands out and like when when you talk about like coming out and you seen Ellie? Oh, just. Grubby stuff. Yeah, man. just the real grubby stuff. <laughs> and like I think being from like being in South Auckland though, like I love that stuff like as a person, but like yeah. as a ref, that's one of those things where you're just like, bro, just chill out, man. Yeah. <laughs> like coming at like, you know, like the rubbing rubbing someone else's head like when you fellas of school <laughs> or like giving someone a spray. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've named it. Um, but even like oh another one this year, um that sort of cracked me up a bit was Bo. Quartz. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Like, uh, I mean, since I hadn't really riffed him coming through the grades, like, and I sort of only had just met the dude this year. Yeah. Mm. Bro, like, some of the one-liners he'd punch out. 
Holy. He's like, he, he's lippy. Eh? <laughs> he is yeah, he's the lippiest can. I remember I was watching the Akarana game. You guys were playing them. Is that and the then, one at Kumu? Yeah. yeah. And then Freedom dropped the ball. Yep. He's a rugby player. <laughs> <laughs> he's a rugby player. <coughs> See, one thing I'll never forget is when we played them and we drew with them. Uh, I think he had set up. Well, I don't know if he had set it up, but uh, they had scored in the corner. I was playing half at the time. And um, Jeremy had scored in the corner. And I remember I was, so they had drawn past and I was just tracking across to, to I was the last person to chase. They had drawn past our centre and winger. As I was chasing Jeremy to the corner, I remember diving for him, tackling him, but he, re- he had already got to the line. Rolled, like I rolled out with him and then all I remember is Bo come flying along and he come, you fucking old cunt. <laughs> like yeah. he just started ripping into me. Yeah. And I started, like in my head, I was cracking up laughing, eh? but I was like, fucking little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to give him a little slap later, but um, yeah, fuck, that guy's a bit loopy. Who, who was the worst captain you've dealt with? You can say his name. He just said his name. <laughs> Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, he's not the captain. I don't think uh, he was the captain. Case, 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 yeah, case case was Casey was, was all good. Case is the captain. Um, where was captain? Connor. <laughs> 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 yeah, like Connor on a bad day can be like pretty, pretty tough to deal with. But yeah. I don't really think like anyone sort of, like everyone has their days where they're a bit more challenging yeah. than others. Um, yeah, like even though like. Bo's not really the captain. Like, I can still sort of, you know, like, yarn to him. Yeah. Mm. And you say, like, you know, bro, you need to get your boys into line. Yeah. And he'll actually do it. Who's, um, what was the easiest team you've, uh, who, who was the easiest team you've riffed? I'd probably say, like, that Point Chef Richmond game, like, where you, where you guys drew this year. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, like, that was probably, like, mentally, probably one of the, like, easiest games to ref like not because like the game was hard like you fellas went mm. back and forth and like we had to make lots of little decisions but there was that like you you fellas knew where you were playing to like you had your structures and mm. like as much as there's like a little bit of off the cuff footy like it's just it's easier to ref when like you know they're gonna uh, like they're gonna set to a tram line and then you know shift back to the open or mm. you know like those are the like that game was a you know, pretty good example where like I could set myself up pretty easily, yeah, yep. and you know, like put myself in a spot where, like, sweet, they're gonna shift that way or let the ball go past them, and mm. then you know, sort of follow it around, yeah. Because that 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 game in itself, I think there was a lot of emotion in regards to the team outside, yeah. So I don't think really like um, it was really focused at the ref, nah. And the way that you refed it was um, was awesome. It just just flowed, and I think just like knowing. Like knowing that the environment they were into, like it was pretty, you know, like a battle of central. Mm. You know, like both teams had Richmond lost by that point, or nah? I think they had lost one, one game. Yeah, so yeah. like you know, it was top of the table. <coughs> um, like everyone, you know, and like everyone was pretty close to the field, so it was a pretty like hostile thing to walk into. It was pretty mm. packed, eh? Yeah, bro, it was like <laughs> you could you couldn't see a gap anywhere from yeah. people. <coughs> um, so you know, like that. Those are the easy games to ref when you know, yeah. like you know, they're just gonna play footy mm. and gonna leave it at that. If you had to pick one team, which 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 team is the, I guess, or club is the easiest team club to um, to ref in regards to just like to deal with over overall. Not uh, would that be? It'll be hard to like pinpoint one because like name a couple then, um, like Howick. Yeah. Howick's pretty good to go to. Um, 
like as much as you know, like they have their little firm up the top of the hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like they're pretty, like they're pretty welcoming to go into. Um, I think any club's sort of good to go into now, but I think it's only because like once you sort of been around Fox for like a few years and you yeah. sort of get to know the people like around the club and like the players. Yeah. Like everyone sort of you know is able to recognize you now. Yeah. And like they make you, you know, sort of just feel a part of mm. the code. Yeah. yeah. Who who's the player that you thought had all the potential but never quite kicked on? That you've refed. I think one, like he's probably still got a chance to like crack on, because um, I think he's only maybe one or two years older than me. But like Mikey Williams, oh, oh, yeah. bro, like when he was yeah. coming, like. When he was coming through, the bro was just like murdering people, mm. like just running over the top of everyone yeah. and smacking everyone, like at school and at club footy as well. Yeah. Um, and like even like when he'd play a couple of multi tournaments with my brother, I think one of them was down in like New Plymouth. Mm. Yeah. Bro, like he was, it was just sad to like <laughs> see anyone play against him. <laughs> he's um, he's just a little bulldozer. Yeah. And he's so quick and strong. He's got so much talent. Eh? Mm. Yeah. Like. He was he was just a gun coming through, but yeah, like all the talent in the world, and like if he gave it a good crack, he could probably you know still still give it a, a shot. Mm. That's one thing. Like he's got time. On, oh, I shouldn't say time on his side, but he's got youth on his side. If that makes yeah, sense. yeah. Um, it's not like to you're like twenty six, twenty seven, maybe around those things where oh. it's a little bit challenging. But in, in saying that, there's still been some people that have debuted around that age as well. Yeah. Um. Obviously, <coughs> you spoke a little bit. Uh. Already about uh, going to school in Rewa at James Cook. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about um, your schooling? Uh, tell us about like you as a person at school and and how you were at school and what you thought of school. Um, yeah, so like going to JC, like obviously it's you know, sort of right in the right in the hood of Rewa, but like I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, I know that like even I don't know whether it's still the same reputation at the moment, but like when I was even before I had started, it just had one of those reputations of like being a school full of scraps yeah, and like every, everyone sort of talked about oh there was always going to be fights after school and like while it might not have been every day like yeah we had scraps mm. um, but I you know like I enjoyed my five years there um, I think the only sort of like one of the struggles that I had sort of coming like going through school was um, like being being too white for the brown boys mm-hmm. um, but then like being too being too brown for the white boys. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, so, like, I really struggled with that coming through school. Um, and to be fair, like, I still sort of struggle with it now. Yeah. Um, like, it's... Uh, but it's something I've accepted. Is that, um, like, identity? Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, I know, like... Yeah, like, I know that, you know, proud Māori, or, you know, like, a proud half Māori, half Pākehā kid. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like, being at JC, you know, is very, very Māori and PI-dominated. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sort of struggling to fit in like I had my like my mates that I'd gone through like primary and intermediate with mm. um, and you know like we were sort of you know, a, lot, a lot of us were together like year 9 and 10 um, but then once you sort of you know get to those NCA years like of you know, year 11, 12 and 13 and you sort of have to I guess like specialise your classes yeah. mm. um, and then once you sort of you know branch away from each other um, I think there was you know one area of schooling where I really struggled where you know I didn't really Felt like I had a you know a, a group to belong to, mm. um, and it's not something I've sort of learned till like after I've left school that you know sometimes it's it's not really one of those things that you need to worry about. Mm. Yeah, 
Um, so, but yeah, like it. Um, I feel like my like my first two years I went to school, like I was you know just one of those kids who had a set in the books and you know like really focused on school. Um, and you know like I was, I think I was you know, a pretty good academic student, like year nine and ten. Um, and then once I once I hit like year eleven, um, and you know discovered discovered girlfriends and you know all of that <laughs> stuff and all the distractions. Um, bro, I was away. <laughs> um, you know, like barely, barely scraping through level one and two. Yeah. Um, you know, you just going to going to school to eat lunch and have, have a perv. Eh? Have a perv, find girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, even got to my last year of school, and you know, I was pretty much here to go and eat lunch and mm. um, and play. I guess one of my only years of of league that I managed to play before I, you know, while I was riffing. I mean, you know, just getting to getting to Jam One last year with with the crew that I you know, pretty much grew up with. Yeah, that was pretty much my schooling years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your um your schooling sounds like a bit of mine, so <laughs> <laughs> can relate. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. Um, how did you get into riffing, and what made you want to become a riff? I don't even know if I like really wanted to become a riff when I first started. To be honest, mm. bro. Um, just like just before you ask it, did you play like how long did you play league for? Like, did you grow up playing league? Or like I was, um, I was thinking about it on the way here. Like I was a rugby kid growing up. Mm. Um, yeah, like I, I grew up playing rugby. I think I played one year a league um, when I was like eight or nine, mm. and we had to play upper year. I don't know what like I don't remember what happened there, um, but like we were an under nines team playing in under tens. Yeah. Um, and we were getting pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> coach. <laughs> but yeah, like I was like a scrawny ass kid, so like once, or like once my parents discovered like restricted grades in rugby, like bro, that was me from you know, from under eleven to under thirteens. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that was the only year, that was the only year I played league was that year we played up, mm. and my last year of school. Um, and I think even that last year, like we played we played in the senior A grade in Auckland, and we. We made the final um, and played the played the St. Saint Paul, Saint Paul Seconds. Oh, yeah. um, and I think like a couple of boys who, oh, like I think Levi Atinga was in that team. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like bro, he was, he was a, he was a freak in, in that game. Yeah. Um, and I think he even like fended me to the ground at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he played in that. Um, I think Boston played in that too. Yeah. And like when... Me and me and him started working together, and we were like, "Bro, we like I know you from somewhere." And then we pulled up that game, and Boston was the thirteen, and and I was the halfback that that didn't do a whole lot that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apart from like those two years, bro, I didn't play league at all. Yeah, growing up. So, so how'd you get into riffing? Yeah, um, so I'm from Touch Pro. Um, yeah. So like I, um, like me and my brother, like we played, oh, and still do, like we played Touch all summer growing up. Um, like we had a little club out in the hood called uh, the Clinton Titans. Yeah, shout uh, them out if you shout, want to. Shout out to the Clinton Titans, um, or like the boys who watch us will know who they are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we had a little touch club out in Rewa. Um, and, you know, we just played like all the modules that we can. We had like one out in Clinton, um, and then we'd go out to Papakura and play out there for a little bit as well. Um, and I think we got to, I think we would have been about 12, 12 or thirteen. Um, and our module was always shorter riffs, bro. And so, like, the the ladies who ran who ran our club were my mum, uh, one of our mates' mums, and our mate's dad. Mm-hmm. And it was just them three. And they, since our module was short of rest, they, they volunteered our whole team, bro. 
And so, like, before before we'd play our game at, like, I think it was maybe, like, quarter past seven or something, like, we'd ref the two rounds before that. Yeah. And then we'd go and play our game, and if there are any more rounds after that, we'd ref that too. Did you get paid? I think it was, bro, it was, like, seven bucks a game. Hey, still <laughs> money, mate. Bro, we were, like, we were, yeah, like, 12 or 13, and we'd get this, like... That's heaps of money, Bro, yeah. yeah, we'd get this envelope at, like, pre-Christmas, and it would be, like... 200 bucks yeah. Bro we thought We were making bang. <laughs> <laughs> Sussed for the holidays Yeah bro So how You went from Touch Riffing touch Yeah How did you go From touch to league um, So I did a couple Like couple of years On touch um, And I think Might have been About 2015 Like we had just Finished touch season um, And then I mean a fellow That I'm you know, still Pretty close with today um, Ken Waiko He was sort of Just coming through Or he was starting To come through The pathway um, and you know, sort of similar to me, like he's a you know, fair skinned Maori boy, um, but he's from Huntley. Mm. <coughs> um, he was sort of coming through the pathway and was like, Oh, why don't you come to like, why don't you come and try league? Um, and so we, uh, him and someone else sort of dragged me along to a meeting on a Monday night. I think it might have been a Monday or a Tuesday. I um, mean, there was in there was around February or March in 2015, and that pretty much gave me my start. Did a couple of like under 13s pre seasons, yeah. And then, you know, like a month after I went to my first meeting, I was doing a doing an under-13s game at Mangere. That was my yeah. start. Dang. Uh, wow, that's a... Um, I think I was like 14 at the time. Yeah. So, like, I was still, like, barely two years older than them. Yeah. And I don't think they would have realised that, you know, that was my first game. Shit. Yeah. Well, what's, what's, like, um, how is it for you now? Like, obviously, you said you didn't expect to be in there, but do you enjoy being, like... Like, tell us a little bit about it now. Like, do you enjoy being in it, or, um, or like, is it just something that you just find yourself doing? Um, tell us a little bit about. It. Yeah, I think it's um, like it's sort of a yarn I've had over a few years. Like, it's it's one of those things where, like, you you shouldn't do it if you don't enjoy it. Mm. Um, like, I love being I love being out in the middle of the field, you know, sort of running around and, like, yeah, sometimes you know the games are a bit harder than others, but. Mm. You know, like that's all part of the challenge of you know sort of going on the pathway and mm. and discovering more like about myself as a person and and as a ref. You know, like being a part of you know different games, whether it be like you know that that Point Chef Richmond game where mm. you know it's fourteen all at the end, or or you know like a Manly versus Parramatta Jersey Fleet game in you know in Western Sydney where you know it's two completely different ballparks. But mm. that's what you know that's that's part of of why I enjoy it. Um, biggest challenges. What's some of your biggest challenges you've had to face as a ref on and off the field? Um, I think on the field, um, like when I first started, uh, when I first started, it was probably my fitness, mm. um, and it's something I've really sort of honed into over, the, I guess, over the whole COVID period. Mm. Um, like I think it was at the like twenty nineteen, um, like at the end of the year, I ref the. New Zealand residents, I think you played at that game too. Like New Zealand resis, um against England. England. Yeah, like I ref that game. Like, bro, I was 19. I think I, w- like, at the time I weighed, like, bro, I would have been, like, maybe 105 <laughs> kilos. Like, like, um, you were pretty big back then. Bro, right? I was big. <laughs> you know what? It was quite funny because my son, like, he watches, like, just random games on YouTube every now and then, and that game had come up. And then, like, I knew you now, and I knew you back then. Yeah. But I didn't, like, I don't know what happened, but it just didn't, like, like I just didn't know what, until I saw the, the the game, and, and I think you were blowing the whistle for a try, and I was like, yeah, Joey. 
And I had to like rewind it back and I was like, holy heck. Yeah, like, bro. What? what like? That was like when um, similar story, like I remember he used to ref us in 20s. Yeah. We were playing 20s and this is when he was like peak of big, being big. And then I came back to point. I came back and played point and then he was ref one of the games. And I was running out for warm up. And I go, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and I go, Joey. And he turns around and goes, Holy fuck, you <laughs> the fuck? You've been on the pipe. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this guy's lost heaps so of weight. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Like, were you always big growing up or not? Oh, uh, not really. Or how did you get big? And then, like, you know, obviously your journey to like, like yeah. how, how you look now. Yeah. So, like, when I was growing up, bro, like, I was a real scrawny kid. Mm. Um, and there's like, like I said before, like, I ended up playing um, like restricted grades in rugby. Um, and it wasn't until I sort of got to about. I'd say maybe like 17, 18. Um, I reckon it was probably like in 2018, um, I was on the line for, I think it was a Kiwi Friends and Jillaroos. Mm. Mm. Um, that was like a week before my birth, my 18th birthday. And then like from that point to like that New Zealand residence game a year later, um, you know, I just, I think I just found, found myself comfortable. Mm. You know, I pretty much thought I'd like made it because I'd done, you know, like a women's international when I was 17. Yeah. Or being a part of it at seventeen, and you know, being like having debuted in, in Jersey Flag that year as well, you know, I thought I, I was you know pretty much on the path to success. Yeah, um, like had a had a partner at the time, and you know I guess like every every relationship, one of the you know the easiest dates to do is to go and eat somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you know like we were you know, we were pretty happy at the time. Um, so oh, like we'd just go out everywhere and eat, and you know, not really do a whole lot of training. And then, yeah, like after that New Zealand residence game at the end of the year, um, like I'll give him a, a quick shout out. Um, shout out Chris McMillan. You've yeah, probably known as well. With the filthy mullet, Chrissy. Yeah, with the filthy mo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like he gave me a bit of a rev up at the end of that year, bro. Um, like, you know, if you if you carry on down this path, you know, you're, you're not going to get any opportunities come next year and, you know, the foreseeable future. Yeah. Mm. Um, so in the year roll into 2020, um, like did pre-season and all of that. Um, and then... What do you mean when COVID, like COVID lockdown happened? Uh, I lost my job. I was just working like a casual job at the time. Um, lost that, and so I was pretty much at home, at home cleaning like the. I was like the, the benefit when like for people COVID who like yeah, yeah like the COVID benefit like I was just claiming that, um, and all I pretty much had to do was like it was just me and my mum at home, mm. so we I just pretty much trained. I just yeah. trained all lockdown. Yourself or with a group? Or like just by myself in the garage. Like I just started or like maybe two months before lockdown, I just started with um with JP Athletic. Shout out um, to JP. Shout out to the bro JP. Um I'll I'll always give him shit, but you know, like he's he's probably a guy who sort of who saved my journey. Mm. I mean I know that like when we you know, when we yarn about it, we always sort of look back to where we were like January twenty twenty, you know, like hundred, hundred and five kilos and just Pretty much knocking on the door of obesity for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, like train the house down in lockdown. Um, I think I lost maybe by the time Fox had restarted, I'd lost about fifteen kilos. Shit. And I was down. I was down to about eighty-five. Is that your normal weight? Not at oh, not like before, before, before. Like yeah, like probably before, like before I'd piled on weight. I'd say like I never really used to keep track of it. Mm. Um, like before I started training, but yeah, like I'd probably say 85 was where I was when I finished school. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, like 
I think when I debuted on Fox in 2020, I was here around 85, 87. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, just continued losing it. I think by the end of that year, I was 77, 77 kilos. So, I pretty much lost 25 kilos in a year. Shit. Mate. What were you doing, mate? Just training, just, just training, just training. Just That's all I had to do in lockdown, bro. Yeah. It was just training and, you know, eat, like, since, like, fast food places and that weren't open, just eating clean. Um, and yeah, like it was, I think now for me, it's just a, it's just a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that's right. sort of, yeah, like that's one thing I, one thing I enjoy about it now is now it's just a, it's just habit for me to, you know, either it's go to the gym or, you know, go to a field and, and do a running block. Mm. Like uh, I, I think I was telling someone like a couple of weeks ago, like it's just, I feel like a, I feel like a gronk if I, if I don't get a training or a running block in, yeah. <laughs> like it's, uh, I just gotta like even if it's just a, a walk, bro. Like yeah. I just gotta do something. Yeah. So was that your biggest challenge on on the field? Was your fitness? Yeah. So that was my biggest challenge on the field, um, and I think off the field, um, probably just the spectators, bro. Um, like a lot of it, uh, like some of the some of them actually are clued on. Mm. And and have like some pretty valid points, but like a lot of the a lot of the the spectators at the moment just have like real <laughs> uneducated opinions, just no clue, just eh? no idea, bro. Um, I think we'll touch on that a little bit later, but mm. like I was thinking, I was just on um, Facebook last night, and just you know how you get those keyboard warriors, yeah, or couch coaches. <laughs> it's funny, like how you say the the spectators have no clue at all, but there's some people out there that think they know their shit, mm. right, definitely, <laughs> and they honestly. <laughs> think that what what they say is like is correct, it's but relevant. it's relevant, and it's just like, are you have you ever? And you look at their profile, and it's like, have you even played <laughs> league before? <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I, I, I feel you because I know for a fact, like if you were to come to, you can talk about it too. If you were to come to our point shift training, um, Ben Collins, shout out to Ben Collins and Toots, uh, Mike Taliapa, like those two have been like our. Ben Collins has been our trainer for a while and yeah. suits the last couple of years, but part of being a trainer is you got to be the ref of the con games. Yeah, you can speak on it like oh, just bro. the amount of <laughs> abuse, <laughs> amount of like abuse. These guys get abused. Like, and and that's because we know them like personally off the field. So yeah. you know, like, and we're all competitive. So, like, I could never imagine <laughs> me being the ref of that. Yeah, let alone of an actual game where where I don't even know the people or you know what I mean. So like, can you tell us a little bit about like what it's like out in the middle sometimes? I think there's probably yeah, like since I've I've been around in Fox for yeah, like you know just just going on three years now, mm. and I think I guess over time like one of the things that's become a bit easier is like building those relationships with players. Yeah, mm. um, you know like with like with you boys out at point, um, you know with the Howick boys, mm. um, I guess just just all the all the players in Fox, you know, like we sort of, once you see them for a few seasons, you know, you start to yeah. start to build that rapport with them. Um, but yeah, like when I first started, it was a struggle. Yeah. Like I was, you know, sort of this new kid on the block who, you know, no one had really seen in Fox and was just getting picked on. Um, but whereas, whereas this year, you know, like I could rock up to a field and it's like, oh, what's up, Joey? Like, good to see you, brother. And, you know, have those kind yeah, and like be able to have like a good yarn before a game. Mm. Like sometimes it's you know something as little as that that yeah. you know sort of makes me feel like bro yo like I wanna I wanna keep doing this yeah. um, but yeah like it's it's pretty tough like um, I think like we touched on earlier like you know that point share Richmond game where you know like pretty much everyone's on the sideline 
um, you know, like that, like while it was a, a tough environment to walk into, like th- there wasn't really anyone having a go at me. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I enjoyed that challenge. Or, you know, like going to, like going to Howick and, you know, refing a semi-final, you know, which pretty much went down to the wire, you know, like challenges like that. Uh, I guess challenges I embrace now. Um, but, yeah, like it, it's... It's enjoyable just to, you know, rock up to, especially at the grassroots level, mm. just to rock up and, you know, like while we, I guess while we're at the grassroots level, we're still volunteers, you know, it's sort of, I guess, our way of, of giving back to the sport. What What's it like? Like, because refereeing is like, it's a massive job. Like, really, you're in control of the whole game. Yeah. You're in control of how the game goes. Is it like... um? Is it a like a, a challenging task yeah. knowing knowing you have that like it's not a burden but knowing you have that control yeah responsibility yeah yeah and like with it like and the amount of like the decisions we have to make and you know yeah. like I guess if and we like even saying that like you don't have the bunker nah you can miss calls you can, you don't have like video ref- the sideline touches. A blind half of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with respect, but come on, <laughs> like you know, and you do miss a lot of stuff as well. Mm. Uh, like, how is that? Yeah, like, like uh, I think that's that what that's what makes it a bit tougher. Is you know, like we get we get one look at it live. Mm. We get one look, one angle, and we've got to make a decision off that. Split yeah. second. Yeah, and like whether we're right or you know, some of the most of the time we're we're right, but like people don't want to want to accept it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's a that's a real tough thing. Is that yeah, like every like every ruck, there's got to be a decision made. Like every ten meters we set, there's got to be a decision made. Yeah. Um, you know that I think that's why half the time we come off more like mentally rattled rather than like mm. I guess physically tired. Yeah. As I see, like we've got to you know like make sure the rucks at a at a half decent speed. You know, make sure everyone's getting onside. Yeah. Or you know like if they're not getting onside, you know like trying to work with them for the next tackle. Um, you know, like it's a, it's a lot of I guess a lot of thinking that goes on, and especially at like at well, in, in any levels really, like it's a lot of a lot of self talk that we go through. Mm. Um, and I think like if you like if you watch a game like on like Pete's filming, for example, or or like when when we're in like cup or duty flag next year, you know, like watching it on huddle. Yeah, um, you know, like it. I think for if someone or if people. Outside of the refereeing circles, like actually you saw how much we talked, like at a yeah. at a high level, whether it's Fox or, or higher levels than that, like the amount of self talk that goes into it mm. um, to to make sure that you know, we're we're on the money or as, as close to on the money that we can be. Um, mm. I guess that that's that's only half the job, really. Yeah. That's one thing I I um, just picking up off, off you speaking. Then that's um that's one thing um, I would just wanted to say is like. When 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 yous are wrong, like they let you know. Yeah. Like the mm. crowd and everyone lets you know. But when yous are right, they're always you either never get any acknowledgement or <laughs> <laughs> or it's minimal. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like even when we're wrong, like bro, like if I like if I fuck up in a game, mm. like bro, I will drive the whole way home and beat myself up about it, thinking yeah. about it. And yeah. like I know, like a couple of like a couple of the boys who like are running around in Fox at the moment. Um, like pucks and you know, like a couple of boys from down the line, like we all beat ourselves up when, you know, when when we make decisions that are wrong, because yeah. mm. we you know we're our own worst critic and you know we always want to be right. 
Um, and you know, when we when we don't get it right, we mm. we let ourselves know. But it's being able to, I guess, accept that we're wrong, um, yeah. flush it, and you know, and go again. I think like most people don't think you are actually like human. Like you do have like yeah, those feelings, and it's like players as well. Like you fuck up in a game, you're thinking about it the whole drive home. Where it's the same for you as yeah. refs. You make a wrong bad decision or mm. bad call. You just have to think about like it carries on with you as well. Yeah. Past the game. That's 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 exactly what I want to bring up is like um if you're a spectator and, and you've never or even if you're just a spectator, like take into consideration that like players and and referees and officials and all of that carry on. They're humans too, eh? Yeah. Mm. Um like, you know, we we make mistakes <coughs> and obviously like you said, we're our biggest critics and, and, and we know that you know, we know that we don't need to be told that. Um and if you've never worn a pair of boots, um, had a whistle in your hand, or put on a jersey, then, like for me, is like shut the shut fuck up. The fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. Like, but the hardest job in a league game, it's is, is, it's not the players' job; it's the refs' job. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Like that's the hardest job. You can only control one team; they yeah. control their team, but the refs got to control, control both. Both. Yeah, like we've yeah, like we've got to you know control like the twenty six dudes on the field. We've got to try and work with our touches as well. Mm got to worry about like people from the outside trying to yeah. you know like have scraps you know it's it's everything bro like it all falls falls on us have you have you ever done that um like a spectator yelling at you have you ever done that do you want to come ref <laughs> have you ever done that before i did it this year bro <laughs> well, did you? wasn't it uh, wasn't i won't say what ground it was at um say, it. Nah. say what ground it was it no nah, oh it wasn't at point chief i'll i'll say that um, we got respect down there, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it was. Um, we were well, one of the teams had kicked it dead, um, and the home team were were waiting to drop it out. Yeah, um, and there was some there was some dude up on the hill was just giving me a gob full, <laughs> like saying that I was you know like pretty much ripping ripping off their club and wasn't giving them a fair go. Bro, I think they ended up winning this game too. <laughs> um, and Hell so like. Nah, <laughs> yeah. no, it wasn't how. Um, but yeah, like the guy on the up on the hill was just giving me a gobful. Um, so I sort of like looked up at him while we were like while we were still waiting to do the drop kick and just like sort of look like just bro gave him a death stare. Yeah, and like I didn't have to say anything. Like I just put the whistle like up. put put the whistle up in the air. Um, and then once he saw me do that, I was like, no, 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 I'm all good, brother. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, shut up. Like, yeah, sure. sure. What's <laughs> a, what's what's one of the funniest things you've ever heard from a um, from a spectator or even from a player? Like while you're like in the middle of riffing. Well, I think like now that, well, I think now that you fellas know where I'm from, um, I think I went. I don't know if it was. I think it was it was all we were playing Ponsonby. Yeah. Um, this I year? I, yeah, this year. Yeah. And I don't remember if I would have been at Otara. Yeah. I don't know what, what club he was from, but he was like, oh, this fella must be from, this fella must be from Central. <laughs> it's like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Rewa, bro. <laughs> Rewa. <laughs> I'm from fucking Rewa. <laughs> <laughs> Just down the road from you. Yeah. Um, greatest achievement. What's been some of your greatest achievements on and off the field? Um, on the field... I think like that that Kiwi Friends game I did mm. um, in 2018, like bro, I was 17, um, like last year of school, had only just debuted in, in Jersey Flag. Yeah, um, that was pretty, like, and 
the stadium wasn't even that packed. It would have been maybe it was at Mount Smart, mm. maybe five thousand max at the start of the game. Uh, but for a, like a, for a seventeen year old who's only done maybe, I think I'd only done like maybe four or five touchlines in twenties that year. Yeah. yeah, like bro, that was pretty scary to go into. Mm. Um, and I made a balls up in that game. What? Um, so like honey, oh honey, Bill. Yeah, she made a break down the side, or like maybe ten meters in, um, and she tries to take the fullback on the outside, um, and then like she sort of tiptoes, offloads it, um, and then I put my flag, put flag up. Flag up. She, I was like, she's gone out, and bro. I was like hundred percent confident that she had gone out. They show a re- you know that big massive <laughs> screen, <in. laughs> bro. They show a replay of it. The crowd starts fucking ripping into me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, bro. And like, like, I think that was maybe in the last 10 minutes of the first half. I don't reckon that last, like, however long it was left, I didn't say a word. Shit. And was then what was even worse, like, after that replay, bro, they showed, like, a close-up of my face on the TV. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Thanks, geez. Sky Sports. <laughs> Shout out to... Shout out to the director for putting <laughs> Here he is, guys. <laughs> <laughs> was, 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 were you, like, nervous? That nervous that you were sort of, like, anticipating it was going to happen? Yeah, like, I was just, I think, like I said before, I just wanted to do everything right. Yeah. Like, I was, you know, like, pretty much my first crack at, I guess, what I thought was the big time. Um, and, like, all the, like, the NRL refs were there for, like, the, the Kiwis game after us. So, you know, I just, I just wanted to try and look like I was the man in front of them. And bro, back five. Back five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that, that's probably one achievement. Um, and then yeah, like getting to, like to referee flag the next year. Like even though I was still a big bopper, mm. yeah. and, like getting to like getting to debut in that still pretty early on. Because mm. um, like bro, like in the like in the Aussie system, some of those dudes wait like ten, Three fifteen ages, years. Eh? They wait ages for a crack. Bro, I was like eighteen in my like fifth year of riffing. Mm. Um, so yeah, like there was that bro, um, like that New Zealand residence game that was pretty wicked, um, and then even like debuting on the touchline in cup this year, mm. um, like I didn't, I didn't really think of it as a goal because like I, like sort of just finished SG ball season, yep. and I think I'd, I don't know if I'd gone to Aussie yet to, to train over there or not for a bit, but um, like getting an opportunity in that, like it was pretty. It was ratchet that it came because of an injury to, to one of the bros. Um, but, you know, like, just making the most of the opportunity I, I yeah. got. Mm. And then, you know, pretty much getting to, to stay there for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, do we want to tell us, um, we'll bring up a little um, incident that happened, I think it was a couple of years ago, yeah. um, between our game against us and Odahu. Um, your experience probably something refs probably should never have yeah. to experience. Um, do you want to tell us a little about what happened that um after that game and, and that? Yeah, um, the effects as well. <coughs> like what happened after the game and like um also the effects that it's had on you moving forward, or yeah. if it has had any effects on you. Yeah, I think yeah, like obviously a bit of context for like for all the listeners and the viewers. Um. Like Point Chevy Odahu, um, you know, one of the, I guess, in Fox, like even in that year and still now is like one of, I guess, as refs is like one of these, one of those games we look at and like this is going to be a, 
Like this is going to be a it. mad game, um, especially being at like at Walker Park as well. It's not a mm. you know, not an easy place to to go into and like to play footy or you know even ref footy sometimes. Mm. Um, you know, like it was a tough, it was a real tough game. Um, you know, like players challenging me from both sides, um, and I thought we you know we got a good good game of footy out of it. Yeah. Um, and like I'm not going to name name names from Odahu, um, but you know like a you know, a few of their players having you know sort of. I guess having to dig at me, um, like as a as a person and as a ref, mm-hmm. um, and I think it might have been after after the last try was scored. Um, you know, sort of. I guess it was the it was the end of the game. So you know, like I think you boys would have been standing there and you know waiting for the kick to go over. Um, and all the Odahu corners were all in one in one side of the field, mm-hmm. um, and just waiting for the, since we we're on we we're on that side of the field waiting for the conversion, um, and you know waiting. While you're standing there, you know, for a solid, you know, whether uh, anywhere between thirty seconds to like two minutes, just standing there copying it from, mm. you know, from supporters. Um, you know, it was it was pretty tough to listen to. Um, and I still, like, I was I think I was only twenty at the time. Mm. Um, you know, sort of, I'm still sort of trying to find myself as a person, like mm. in life. I um, mean, you know, I was, I wouldn't say I was in, I was in a tough spot, but like I, um, like that week was just a bit of a like a rough rough week mentally. Um, and then, like having to go there and and you know cop that other person, um, I think they sort of just like tipped me over, mm. tipped me over the um, like tipped me over the edge. Um, you know, sort of just just had a bit of a breakdown. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, like I don't really think I've you know, sort of spoken about it like this in depth. Yeah. Um, like since it's happened, like yeah, I've you know had yarns about you know like how I felt after that, but you know it's probably the first time I've talked about the incident. Mm. Um, like since then, um, you know it was. I think for me at the time, like it was, it was, it was pretty tough. You know, like I'm still trying to, you know, like find my way in footy and mm. you know, get somewhere and get somewhere in the pathway. Um, and you know, it sort of just feels like everyone, everyone was just going against me. Yeah. Um, and you know, ended up, uh, ended up having a bit of a breakdown on the sideline. Um, and I think, like the the worst part about that was, you know, like my mum and dad were there to see, you know, mm. see that it all happen. Mm. Um, and um, like for some. Like for pe- people that don't know, like my brother grew up playing for Oduhu. Yeah, mm. like he played there from you know, when he was twelve, right, right up until he was eighteen. Mm. Um, so you know, like he's got strong ties to the club, and you know, still has, you know, still has a few ties to you know, people involved in the Rizzi's team there. Mm. Um, to Tusa, like yep. Tusa coached him coming through. Um, and he's still like, bro, like he's one of the best dudes like going in footy at the mm. moment. Mm. Like always asks about how my mum and dad are, how my brother is. Yeah, um, I've always got a lot of respect for Tusa. Um, but you know, like just broke down that day. Um, yeah, like having like having my mum and dad there, who I think like like that biggest achievement off the field. You know, it's just wanting to make them proud, and you know, to see me doing something I enjoy, and you know, like have for them having to see you know their, I guess their young baby crying on the side of a field after he's mm. you know riffed the game. Yeah. Um, you know, that was probably that was probably one of the hardest things you know for for me and and for them too, and. I think one of the first things I said to like when, when my mum like first came and hugged me, um, like well, there was a like obviously the video that sort of came out about it. Yeah. Um, like I don't even remember like well, it got posted like not long after it happened. Um, mm. But you know like when my mum was hugging me while I was you know <laughs> kneeling on the ground, um, like all I all I said to my mum was I've had enough of this. Like mm. I don't I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and you know like that was like that was in, in a footy. In a footy aspect and like in a in a life aspect aspect mm. as well. Um, you know, like I 
like having you know, 50 or you know however many people it was like just feeling like they were attacking me mm. um yeah like i just probably like I, I didn't want to face that at all and mm. i i don't even want to come out of my like didn't want to come out of my room at all after that yeah damn Dumb. i'll i'll quickly go cuz mm. <coughs> just quickly cuz we were, obviously we were both a part of that game so the last try was the one that I scored. The last goal kick was the one that you kicked. Mm. Um, but like listening to you speak about like how you were seventeen year old, eighteen year old, and then like you know you were the Kiwi Ferns and Jalaroos, and then obviously Ishti Ball and um, and all of that. So you would have been on a on a high, mm. um, and then obviously coming to Fox and then having that happen, like you know, um, and then listening to you saying you know you're done. Um, what was one of the um, biggest things that, um, looking back now, that you feel like um, had got you through uh, that that day and that time? And um, yeah, what's 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 something that when you look back at it? Um, I think just or like I had a um, like I've had a really good group of mates <coughs> who, um, you know, like some of them like don't ref footy anymore, um, yeah. but you know, like. Like some or like Rochelle, for example, you know, like she's one of my best mates. Mm. Um, you know, like her and, and the rest of our group, you know, like they really got around me and said, you know, like give you, give yourself a bit of time, you yeah. know, before you think about it, because, um, and it's something I've heard a lot of, like coming through the grades, is you know, like you're you're probably our, our next biggest chance of of a Kiwi getting to, mm. I guess, getting getting a crack in NRL full time. Um, you know, like take a bit of time to to think about whether you really want to, you know, give up that yeah. pathway because. If you take time away, you know, you're like you're not necessarily gonna start at the bottom of the pile, but like yeah. you won't be where you are at the moment. Mm. Um, like there was that. Um just my just my whanau as well. Mm. Um, like my whanau really wrapped around me and um, you know, and really supported me and you know, they I guess they're almost my my day ones really. Mm. You know, like they're always at as at as many footy games as they can be. Um like regardless of whether it's you know whether it's Fox or whether it's mm. whether it's at Mount Smart on a on a Warriors game, mm. you know like uh, get them if I have to get them tickets I'll get them tickets mm. but you know like they if they can be there they'll be there and th- and that's the thing that I love. It was like um, I remember I seen the video. Um, I think it was like the day after because we like none of our players or like anyone even knew what yeah, had we happened knew. We like didn't even know about it. until I seen the video and I seen the video pop up on Facebook and um I was like eh nah kind of being black cuz this was our game and we didn't see it yeah and um I straight away sent it to this guy and I was like did you see this and he goes no nah. and then that's when we reached out um he, he he's like you know reach out to women so we reached out just to, you know, make sure you're all right. And but that's like as a player, like that's the last thing you you want to see, mm. especially a young ref too. And for me, you're like to me, I believe you're one of the best referees in in, in our country. Yeah, like and that's that's, that's like speaking, like honest truth. Like I've we've all had some refs and <laughs> some are just <laughs> absolutely terrible. But like to see that, and especially like you being so young. Like it, it um it had a big toll on our whole team. Yeah, because we knew how close you were to some of the boys in the club as well. Yeah. So um yeah that like um seeing that like we, um I think we made it a big deal to reach out to you and um because yeah that like 
didn't mean it didn't matter who who it was any ref you know shouldn't have to go through that sort of um i guess abuse or negativity yeah negativity yeah so it really opened up a lot of a lot of eyes around footy to mm. i guess to to what the culture was mm. at that point mm. um and yeah like it sort of <coughs> i guess you guys were a, you know a prime example of that you know like really starting to you know wrap your arms around Mm. around refs and you know like as much as you know we have our challenges on the field you know like off the field and whether and whether the ref comes back to a comes back to the club and you know has a drink or mm. you know like having being able to to share that connection that footy connection off the field um that's something that's that's really started to i guess to become better following that incident but it, it was sort of sad that it took it took an experience like that for, mm. for our culture to become a bit better yep. yeah did you notice a change after that incident, like between players and refs, or like crowds and refs? It's um at specific clubs, yep. Yep. Um, like the first game I'd I'd done back, like a couple of weeks late, or I think it would have been about three weeks later. Um, like I'd I'd gone back to refing, um, and I'd I think it was it was sometime during the game we were waiting for a conversion. Um, and there were a, a group of boys up by the changing rooms, and then one of them sort of realised it was me. Yeah. Um, and you know th- they sort of screamed, "Oh, that's that crybaby ref!" Mm. Yeah. Um, and I th- like at that point, I was, I was able to, I guess, handle a, a comment like that. Yeah. Like we still mm. shouldn't have to, I guess, for me to be recognised as you know the the ref that, you know, that broke yeah. down. Yeah. On the sideline, but you know, like it. It taught me a lot about, I guess, just being resilient, mm. um, and you know, like overcoming the challenges that that we face. Yeah. I think um, for us as a club, um, after we had he had sent that to me, and then obviously we had uh, made sure that we had reached out to you. Um, I remember every single game after that as a club, um, mm. and we cop shit for it, um, and 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 we don't care because mm. obviously us boys at point like we we know who we are, and we love haters so. After every game, we made it a, a a point to pull the ref aside, uh, pull the officials aside actually, and just show our love and respect for um, every ref um, or official that actually um, done our game. Yeah. From that point on, um, we, we yeah, that was just something that we all had come up with as as as, as a team and as a club. Um, again, just to show our appreciation, because uh, what again, what a lot of people don't realize is. Um, we have no refs. We have no game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you can get a ref from out the crowd, but obviously, who's he coming here to watch? Yeah. Um, is he for one club or is he from another club? You know, you, you, like as a referee, like you're the person that's in the middle. That again, you're controlling both sides, uh, both teams. Um, so it it it, it is a, a fucking very difficult job. And like I said, I'll never put my hand up <laughs> to be one either. It's like so um, even when we'd pull the refs in, eh? Yeah. We would pull the refs and straight away the crowd, look at these fucking cheats. Wasn't it like when you, like you started at Mount Albert, eh? And <laughs> these guys are fucking paying yeah, the refs. Yeah, fucking paying the refs. Look at you, he's cheating. Yeah, like I remember, like when I, when I came back and like I, I just did a bit of coaching for the ref who had done you guys the next week and like mm. it. obviously like that was sort of the, the first time you fellas had did that following the incident and I guess that was like that was where my respect for you fellas grew. Mm. Um, you know, like obviously, like after you fellas reached out, 
Um, you know, like I really appreciated that. But then like to I guess add even more respect, you know, like these guys made the effort to, you know, to I guess have that Yarmouth in after the game and mm. you know, regardless of what happens on the field it you know, it stays out there. Mm. And, you know, making us feel like we were part of the code. You know, that was something that I guess for me, like as a as a ref and as a person, like my respect for like for used to um and, and for Point Chef as a club really it really grew. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Thanks, brother. <laughs> uh tell us what it's like refing in Auckland. Could say it's a tough gig. Yeah, like it's pretty um like I I enjoy it. Um but then yeah, like when I'm I guess when I'm trying to just be like outside of footy, like twenty two year old Joey who mm. you know, like most other twenty two year olds on a Saturday night sometimes just wants to, you know, sort of get on the rack and you know, <laughs> just, just like have a good time. Yeah. Um, you know, like I think that's when that's when sometimes it's a bit hard because you know, like you go out to go out to places and oh ref <laughs> and like bro, I don't mind that, but it's you know, like I'd rather just I'd rather just go out and you know be able to I can drink my liver away and yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know just black out and not remember the night like like other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know like obviously like I've you know had a few few waters with fuse boys and you know <laughs> sort of made a couple of memories out at at that club that you know, uh, <laughs> got a good memory on my phone too. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll save it for another time. Yeah, hey, who knows? I might put it down here. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> <laughs> Just quickly, um, like, I think we're kind of naive to, like, a referee as well. Like, how you said you, your family come to the game and um, support you and whatnot. Like, I think being a player, like, I'm pretty naive to thinking, like, the ref just comes by themselves and himself. Just, just does their own thing and then leaves. Like, yeah. I kind of forget, like, as a player that um, referees have families too. Mm. Uh, referees have support, um, like... And it's pretty cool to see, like, you know, like um, people come to the game, not to watch the teams, but to actually watch the ref. Yeah. That makes sense. So, like, um, I guess, um, what what is it like like for you now, refing and, and, and seeing and knowing that your family or, or friends are, are there to support you? Because, like I said, for me as a player, like, I kind of forget that there's people at the game that it's not actually there for the teams or for the clubs. It's for the man in the middle. Or yeah. Yeah, I guess a better shout out by... My mum and dad. Shout them out, man, and all, and all your family and friends that you want to. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I think mostly shout out to, you know, like, mum and dad. Um, like I touched on before, you know, like, they if they can if they can get there, they will. Like, they don't come and watch me, like, warm up or anything. But, <laughs> like, you know, when it when it gets to, you know, like, 2.30, um, you know, I can always I can always count on them to be there. And, you know, like, when we have those downtime between conversions or, you know, like, when we have injuries or something, you know, being able to look around and, you know, see my mum and dad. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's sort of something that pushes me through. Um, so, yeah, like, I probably don't say it to you fellas often enough, but, you know, love you fellas. Um, I always appreciate your fellas' support. Uh, it's kind of cool, like, because I know that when I see my family, like, yeah. but yeah. they could be heaps people. Yeah. Um, and you just really know where they are, or you could you just, just spot them out easily. Spot them yeah. out easily, or you know their voice. So, like, you know, for you, um, being in the middle, especially being under so much pressure and whatnot, like, um, Obviously, it must be cool, but to be like, oh yeah, like there's my people, like, yeah, they're here for me, yeah. Um, and even, um, like we were at like school nationals the other week or the other month for you know for league, mm. um, and you know like being able to like to ref that final again, um, and you know the first people I see, you know after after I see like my my fellow refs in that, um, you know the first people I see, 
um, you know, my mum and dad. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, like it's it's stuff like that. Like, regardless of you know whether I'm 18 or you know 38, you know, like I always want them to you know be the first people I see. Your the age. little things, eh? Yeah, the little things, bro. Your age, brother. <laughs> 23. 38. 23, brother. <laughs> pressures. Um, what's some of the pressures that you that you have on and off the field as a ref? Um, I think on the field, um, touched a bit about it earlier. Mm. Or, you know, sort of through the whole whole podcast, really, you know, like the spectators. I um, mm. you know that's, that's probably the biggest pressure on the field. Um, I think, like, on and off the field, um, like, I, have, I, I give myself a lot of, like, self-pressure. Mm. Um, and I think it's, like, it's probably, I put it down to a few things, really, like, um, like one, like, I, I know that I can get somewhere with it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I know that I've, you know, like if I if I give it a good crack for the next couple of years, like I could get somewhere. Yeah. Um, like there's that pressure. Um, making a career out of it. Type yeah, of pressure, like yeah. just making a career out of it. Um, and you know, and, and wanting to get somewhere. And I think that sort of that's probably the the biggest pressure I give. Like getting somewhere, and you know, like since I'm trying to get somewhere, I got to try and stay fit. Mm-hmm. I got to, you know, like do my homework on. Just I guess. The technical aspects of refereeing, like yeah. how we how we communicate and positioning and urgent like urgency as well, like getting getting ourselves to the best spots. Um, mm. That's where the I think that's where a lot of the biggest pressure comes off the field. Let me let me ask something real quick because I'm getting like naive to it all. Um, we as players we train with game plan structures and that. Can you give us a little insight into like what a preseason looks like for ref? How does the season go for ref? Obviously, uh, we heard you touch on a little bit about um, you guys all talking. Mm-hmm. So, before you answer all of that stuff, can I just ask one question? Just for me personally, is like, do you guys meet up weekly, and do you guys like um, talk about? Okay, look, you're going to this club. Look out for this person. Look out for this thing. Or like, how does that go before you answer the other question of what it's like to be a referee in preseason and whatnot? Um. Yeah, like, re- I mean, we do talk. Mm. Um, like, we don't necessarily say, like, the negative aspects of things. Yeah. Um, like, we just sort of give each other tips, like, hey, like, this guy might do this thing, or, you know, but, like, I think for a couple of us, at, like, at that sort of, I guess, in-between level of, like, going between Fox and high levels, like, we don't, mm. like, we don't anticipate things to happen anymore. Yeah. Like, that was a real big thing, like, when I, when I first started getting into, like, to flag pre-COVID was that like they would send out like massive novels pre the game of like this guy does this thing and you know like we need to watch out for this guy doing this action at the ruck or like preempting type yeah of thing. like pre like a lot of preempting mm. um whereas like before like before a cup game now um you know like we'll just say or like we we need to set up a good like a good 10 meters you know like we need to get in real early with you know, with markers and all of that stuff, but it's not a whole lot of preempting anymore. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, like leading into like, I guess the, the the preseason training and all of that aspect of of being a referee. Um, like I hope <laughs> I hope our refs don't mind me being honest, but bro, like we haven't done a proper preseason for like. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done a proper preseason since pre-COVID, bro. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it, a lot of our training's been on our own. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like a lot of, you know, like a lot of Tuesday, Thursday sessions, you know, at a park somewhere, but we're, you know, the only person we're competing with is ourselves. Yeah. 
What was it like before pre-COVID? Did you guys used to meet up and train or? Yeah, so like pre-COVID, um, we used to have like a, uh, it was like an initiative run by the NRL. Like they had a, they had a full setup over there. Um, and like since obviously like with the Warriors and like us being involved in all of their competitions, they sort of set up a, an academy over here. Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah, like a lot of, I guess a lot of us who, I guess are in like that high level of football now, like myself, um, Pucks, Vigo, um, Rochelle, like obviously Rochelle's over, you know, killing it over there now. Um, but yeah, like a lot of us were, like we actually trained together, like it was only once a week just because that, that was what we could manage, like mm. with our own, you know, personal lives and all of that. Mm. But you know, like we'd actually, pre-season we'd train twice a week, um, just out of Cornwall Park. Yeah. Um, and like bro, we'd get flogged. <laughs> um, like, so, or like, yeah, Chris McMillan would, would do all our, do all our trainings. Um, and since he was still sort of in and around the NRL system at the time, like mm. he'd, like he'd bring it back down to like something that would suit us. Yeah. But bro, we would get fucking murdered. Underway like to teach tight t-shirt or two. <laughs> hey, <there's laughs> Shout out Chrissy. But yeah, like so we'd like train twice a week preseason, once a week in season. Um, then mm. like some of those in season in season sessions, like bro would we wouldn't recover till like the Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a bit like league, like um, teams training. Yeah, like <coughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. Like it still buzzes me out. Like again, like I said, it was like just naive to like players mm. training. What actually they do behind? <laughs> yeah, like correct. Just the game, eh? Yeah, like oh yeah, still buzzes me out. Um, dealing with losses or difficult situations in life, how do you, how do you deal with them? What are some some ways you deal with, um, I guess, tough situations in your life? Um, I think, or now it's sort of just, um, like, just going to the gym. Yeah. Um, like, I, yeah, like, when I really find myself struggling, I mean, you know, like, I'll just, like, if I if I have the time, you know, I'll just go, I'll just go and train mm. and just flog myself and, like, it's probably not a, Probably not the best thing to do. Yeah. Um. But for for me, it's just that's my escape. Yeah. Um. You know, like that's where that's where I sort of feel happy now, and you know, it's sort of like my sort of like my second home, really. Um. But then, yeah, like even I guess just difficult things in life, bro. Like I've sort of just come to like come to accept that like feeling all the emotions that come with it is okay. Mm. Um, you know, like it's 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 all right to you know, like to dwell on the situation for a little bit, you know, mm. accept that what's happening is happening for a reason. Yep. Mm. Um, and, you know, realising that the sun's still going to rise tomorrow. Mm. And, you know, like just being able to, like, pick myself back up mm. and go again. Before. That was a gem, bro. That was a gem <laughs> right, there. Gym right there. Before you ask the next, before you ask the next question, um, the question that I had in mind was like, you know, as referees, this, this this is just me speaking from like a, um, I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say like trying to get the upper hand or anything, but like, how do you guys go about like uh, making sure everyone's on the same page? Because obviously, it comes down to interpretation, right? Yeah. So, so say for example, you might ref us one game, and you might say, because I know with you, we can get on with quick taps. Yep. Like obviously, being younger, being fitter, can keep up. Um, you don't mind quick taps. Um, if the ball goes dead or, yeah. or whatnot. Um, but then again, you got some referees out there that say 
No, there are no quick taps. Like, how does, like, do you guys all, like, how do you guys all get on the, not how do you get on the same page? Like, what do they do for you as referees to make sure that you guys are all on the same page type of thing? Yeah. Do you guys um, have constant training throughout the year, workshops or whatever? What is it? Yeah, so like our, like our Auckland refs at the moment, like, we, we meet on a Monday mm. um, every week during the season. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, yeah, a lot of that time is usually spent, um, you know, like discussing you know, whether it's things that happen on the weekend or, um, you know, like discussing upcoming tournaments or, you know, things that are going on. But then, yeah, like the other half of the meeting is, yeah, like to, to make sure that, you know, we're all somewhat on the same page. Um, you know, sometimes it's, I guess, everyone's interpretations are, are a bit different to others. Mm. Um, but that, I think that's, I don't think that's really a, like at Auckland issue, that's just like a, that's a refereeing issue in general. Mm. Yeah. Like there's a, like you could look at the rule book and like my answer would be different to to Vigo's answer whose answer mm. would be different to Kedza's answer. Yeah. Mm. Like we don't, like ov- there's some of the rules that are like black and white, like a knock-on's a knock-on, a forward pass is a forward pass. Yeah. But like obstructions or like <coughs> kick chases, you know, the real, the real finer details of the game. Mm. Um, I think we could, yeah, like we could probably do a little more work around that. Like mm. pre-season leading into next year, um, but yeah, like we do, like we do, sit down you know, once a week and, oh, and yeah. discuss these things. Before we carry on, you don't have to name names, but um, is it true some refs actually hate us? <laughs> 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 be honest here. Nothing like th- no. let's just be the like we put it like this. We love to be hated, like yeah, it's what motivates us. But I don't know, like sometimes it just feels like. Yeah, I feel like certain. Yeah, I do. I do feel like certain people have certain agendas against. I guess you could say like all the better clubs in Fox. Mm. I don't I, like. I I don't know why. Um. But yeah, like I I I do feel like there's. I hope I don't get shot for like saying this, but <laughs> you know, like I feel. That, like you guys just have a like you have a, just a competitive culture. I think every like. I think all the clubs who, you know, compete in Fox, are, they're just competitive. Mm. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, like some, you know, some sit in the top four more consistently than others, but, yeah. you know, like at the end of the day, everyone just wants to win. Yeah. Um, and I think, like in your guys' case, for example, you know, like... People are sick of it. Like when you, <laughs> bro, when you win it that often, um, it's sort of something I've learned from, like from a few people, I guess in different sports, like when you... When you win so consistently, then like bro, f- like flaunt your shit all you want. Yeah. Like you know that you can back it up. Mm. Like, like talk your talk and you know, like have confidence in your ability. I think so that's um, what Joey just said is yes, there are refs. Nah, I think kidding, th- kidding. I, I think that's all part of like like you said, like winning, um, or even just in life in general. We spoke about it the other week on like tall poppy syndrome, just like yeah. when other people are doing well, um, no matter what it is, like, you know, you always want to find ways to bring them back down. Yeah, yeah. definitely, bro. Yeah, bring uh, them down and all of that stuff, so. Yeah, now I think, <coughs> yeah, like, especially in your guys' instance, you know, like, <coughs> being able to be, um, like, we'll take that Fox final, for example, mm. um, you know, like, being, being able to win the way that you guys did, mm. um, like and it was like being able to sit in the crowd and actually watch a Fox game for for once, bro. Like that was a tough crowd to be in. 
Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think even for like for you know, like you being a, you know, a Richmond junior, aren't you? Yeah. You know, like you being a Richmond junior, um, I know that like Dylan when he came through, you know, he played a bit of bit of footy at Richmond. Mm. Um, and I think just you know growing up around like around the Central Auckland area, like people you know, like people know you. Yeah. Um, I think I didn't really think the way that like some of those spectators went about their ways after the game towards you guys was was mm. fair. Like it mm. was pretty it was pretty sad to see that they were just um, you know, the people were just trying to drag you down as, as much as they could. Um, but it's like bro, you sh- like you just compete for success. Yeah. Yeah. And like when you, you know when you can win back to back or you know, help and pretty much have three Obviously, like, 2021 got cut short, but, you know, like, pretty much have three successful seasons in a row. Yeah. You know, like, then, bro, have the confidence to, you know, strut your shit in. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, I agree. Um, obviously, with, uh, in regards to that, like, obviously, but half our team's from Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> which which is quite funny. And uh, not only that, there's probably another half of from our reserve grade too that are actually from Richmond but mm. again like we said like uh, hate hate fuels the fire um, yeah. and I think if people are a bit smarter um, especially looking at a lot of successful teams I think if they stopped hating and started <laughs> being nice yeah I think we you, thrive you, off hate yeah <laughs> like you might get the opposite effect so um, yeah nah but that, that that like what I like what we always say it is what it is and mm. you can't you can't change it so um, we're, we're fine with that for you um What's life side uh, life outside of league for you? Like um, obviously being a referee, whatever. Yep. What's life outside of that? Like what 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 do uh, you do uh, for work? What do you get up to, and, and all of that, Kerry? I think if you'd like asked me maybe like four months ago, I probably would have had a, a different answer. But you know, like life outside a league is is still pretty much life inside a league now. Um, like we haven't really gone public with it. Like since I started. Um, but you know, being able to to work at Auckland Rugby League and the referee development space, yeah, um, you know, like taking over from you know, from one of my best mates. I mean, you know, that was I was pretty lucky that you know they sort of wanted me to take over from her and you know put my own little twist on on refereeing in Auckland from like from the mini mod space right up to right up to the um you know, to the Premier Football. Mm. Um, you know, being to being able to I guess looking at initiatives initiatives that we could start. In Auckland and and how it can make our referees better, I mean that's something that I've been passionate about for for ages, bro. Yeah, um, and you know, it's something I'm. There's a few things that I'm really keen to to get that or you know get off the ground, because um, only because I know that our our referees come you know, next season and you know, with 18 months to two years down the track, mm. like we we'll, you know, we've got the capability to have you know, more refs and you know like the New South Wales space. Mm. You know, giving them the the tools to to succeed, and like regardless of whether you know whether they're a Maori or PI from South Auckland like me, or whether yeah you know like a a young Pakia kid from you know from Hibiscus Coast for example, or everywhere in between, mm. um, you know, just giving them giving them the opportunity to to succeed, and putting the people like in place and some of the programs we want to run to, I guess to give, let them put their best foot forward so that. Mm. And when they come to, you know, like Howard Matt or SG Ball, for example, they're not getting chucked in the deep end because yeah. it's a pretty daunting, like, arena to go into. Yeah. All, eyes, all, all eyes are on you type of thing. Yeah. 
Um, what some of the um, ways you keep yourself well mentally? I know before you touched on going to the gym. Yeah. Um, the gym being a big space for you. Um, what are some other ways you keep yourself well mentally besides getting on the piss? <laughs> um, I think, well, like something I've really started to like hone in on this year is just like being grateful. Mm. Um, and like something I've done like the last couple of weeks um, just with one of my mates I'll just like text him on a Friday and you know just like what are you, what are you grateful for today yeah. and you know like whether it's just mm. like you know one thing or three things um, you know like or something that I've been you know doing a, you know, a lot of the a lot of this year is you know just like I'll, like before I walk into work on a Friday mm. I'll just be like even if it's the same thing from the week before you know like I'm I'm grateful for Grateful for my my whanau or my friends, or yeah. you know, grateful to to be in the place I'm at at the moment. Yeah. Um, so there's like there's that, and just checking in with, I guess my mates. Yeah. Um, you know, like it doesn't, for me, it doesn't always have to be in person. Mm. Mm. Um, but you know, like just if I haven't like one of my boys that are, like one of my type boys that I you know, grew up playing rugby with. Um, shout out to you, Lockie. Love you, love you, bro. Um, but you know, like just texting him once, like every few months. Just being like, hey, I know we haven't caught up in a bit, um, mm. but you know, like, just know that the love's always the same, mm. um, noise in your corner, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and just knowing that, you know, regardless of whether we see each other you know, once a year or, or, you know, once a month, I'm um, just letting my people know that, you know, the love always remains the same, and mm. you know, it just gives me something to, to smile about that day. Makes a big difference, eh? Right, that's it. And like, it's such a little thing, you know, it mm. takes like 30 seconds to write a text, yeah. <laughs> something like something as short as that. We, uh, we do that. <laughs> yeah, we do it like you said, like we text each other, what are you grateful for today? Yes. Yeah. the highlight of your week? That's even though we see each other every day. <laughs> <laughs> like literally we're together every day, but it's still the same, you know. Oh, that's massive. Like um, like we underestimate it and we always talk about it, but I don't think there's enough people out there actually doing it. And that's um, us as males um, banding together, finding a common... Um, common interest or just like, like a common space that we can obviously uh, create yeah um and, and and just be able to check in on one another I, I know there are people out there that do 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 it well um and 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 people circles that um they do check on each other and they do um keep in touch quite often but again um there are people out there that uh, that that don't have that opportunity or the people around them so like for for us as, as as our boys, like you know, we we, we never take that for granted. Mm. Uh, we know that uh, men suffer in silence, and, and and we know that again, just a little, how are you? And then you're always gonna get yeah, I'm all good. But then another, yeah, like but how the, are the you? The true answer. Eh? Yeah. So we like you know like like you said like it's cool to to, to see that like you know you and your circle are, are creating um, safe spaces for one another, especially just to check in on one another. Uh, um, more often. Yeah, and I think it's like, for me, it's since I'm tied up with footy so often, um, you know, like we pretty much go from you know, February to November mm. with you know, not a whole lot of free weekends in between. Mm. Yeah. You know, obviously like for you know, for someone like me, it means, you know, missing a lot of birthdays and you know, chances to, to go and see them. Um, so, you know, like just, I guess, giving them the, the love and respect that, I guess, since they, you know, show the love and support to me for, you know, being able to go to footy and that. Um, you know, like just reciprocating that love with them, and you know, sh- I guess just showing that I, regardless of where I am, you know, that I still, 
I care about them and, and you know, love them from mm. wherever I may be. Oh. Um, oh. Mm. Yeah. Where do you where do you see yourself in the the next five years? Um in general. We'll say like whether it be refereeing or whatever, or just yeah, just life. like in life, in life. And where do you see yourself in the next five years in life? Or what do you where do you want to see yourself at? Hopefully not being a play up cunt and married. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it. Um, well you can, mate. <laughs> no, I think yeah, like I um I don't know, I think like for me as a person, like I'm not really the I guess one to look further. Like look I'm not really or like an I guess in a personal aspect, like I would not really a like a party person, so I don't really wanna I guess be with different people like every weekend like someone uh, someone I know will be listening to this will will know who he is but <laughs> I don't I won't drop his name because he'll hear it um but yeah like I want to you know, like hopefully we settle down um in Sydney um and hopefully by that time um you know hopefully in the NRL um, you know it's, pr- it's pretty optimistic I guess with I guess with being in being in New Zealand you know we sort of have to not yeah. only compete with our own backyard, but mm. compete with, you know, the thousands of refs they got over there. Who yeah. said it's optimistic? Them. <laughs> but I think for me, it's, you know, challenging the narrative and, you know, like, regardless of whether you have, you know, thousands over there and, you know, on top of on top of our people that are, you know, competing to try and get get to the NRL mm. from here. Um, you know, like, just putting my best foot forward and you know, pretty much me... Me thinking in my head that, uh, like, I'm going to be that guy, mm. Mm. Uh, regardless of whether it takes one year, five year, or, th- or ten years. Um, you know, like, I want to, I want to be that guy that you know makes the NRL. Yeah. And uh, like, I, I do say it a lot that yeah, like, I want to get somewhere. Mm. Um, and you know, whether people think I'm like crazy or not, you know, like, I, ju- I just want to achieve my dreams, and mm. that's why I spend you know so much time in the gym or. Yeah, you know, so much time at footy is, is oh, like I'm pretty much on the pathway now. Yeah, like if I step away from it and you know, try and come back to it, I'm gonna have to start from the bottom. Mm. So why not give it a crack while I'm somewhere near the top? Yeah. Before we wrap it up, do you have anything quickly? I just want to ask him just one quick question. Before we wrap it up, like again, being naive, like when we play, we like our preparation is. Like a game plan, gonna smash someone or get smashed or whatever it is. Like you guys don't have to worry about getting smashed. Yeah. <laughs> like what's what's your preparation like leading up into a game? Like um, when you guys do training or whatever. Like what's your preparation in the change rooms? Because obviously you got to warm up. Yeah. Um, but what's your meant like? Wait, like how are you guys preparing for a game? We have to think of executing a game plan. We have to think of who's in the other team, that type of stuff, and making yeah. sure we do our role. What's what are you thinking of? Like, what's your preparation and 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 being a ref and ref in a game? Um, I think it's probably easier for me to answer this at like a at a I guess like a New South Wales Cup level because like we mm. sort of have that, or like when we get to that level, like we we have enough time in the sheds beforehand to I guess the game plan. Mm. Um, but for us at that level, it's just about nailing our core roles. Um, I guess for me, I've only experienced that at it as a touch judge at the moment. Um, but like I guess for for us touchies, you know, just nailing nailing our roles and you know like clearing kick chases, um, assisting the ref where he can, 
um, and obviously like assisting with you know little decisions you know wherever it is on the field um, but yeah like that and just I guess just clearing our head really um, you know like we sort of give ourselves I guess like 10-15 minutes mm. I guess in between in between going going out for our warm up and I guess when we when we finish our I guess our game plan, <coughs> you know, like we sort of give ourselves a bit of time to you know just to bring ourselves back down to earth, um, you know, like listen to whatever music we we got to yeah. listen to or you that, um, you know, like ju- similar just to what sim- like similar to similar to like I guess playing, yeah, you know, like you just bringing yourself back to earth and you know like we pretty much have the same yarns that you guys do, fuzzy. Mm. So. Come on, mate! I thought you would knew that. Nah, like, <laughs> I, like I, I like it's. It's like I know that. Yeah, but it's like you need to hear it. To like hearing it, yeah. and, and then you know, like just everything that I've just like asked is, like, again, like we had said, they're human too. Mm. Yeah, like we had said, players and referees are human, but from a spectators, you know, like they probably buzz out when they hear, oh, they're human. Mm. Oh, but we see them on TV, or we see them doing this, like talking about NRL players. Yeah, like, yeah. like even for me, like one thing that I've sort of done this year is, um. You know, like, like rocking up to a stadium with like my glasses on and earpods and like holding a cup of coffee on my back. <laughs> Bit you of know, a like, dude. Like, you know, like you see all the players do it so often, <laughs> and it's like for me, it, like it's something is, like something that seems so little when you see it in a photo. It's yeah. like sort of makes, like for me, makes me feel like I'm in the zone and mm. like ready to, not necessarily like smoke some cunt, but yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm ready to roll. Yeah, like. Fuck him, like, bro, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna be him on the field. Yeah. I'm gonna give you a penalty, <laughs> you a penalty, you're going to the bin. Bro, like, people, oh, like, I was telling someone a couple of weeks ago, like, that's probably something, like, the players would probably be a bit buzzy, but, like, bro, like, that 10, 15 minutes, like, between when we finish, like, talking about the game and, like, going out to warm up. Like, bro, I'm listening to like fucking 50 Cent, like many <laughs> men. Uh, bro, like getting myself hyped. And I'm like, like I think about it now, I'm like, fuck, you're just a riff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it gets me hyped, but I'm like, bro, why am I listening to yeah. a song? Like, but I do trying to fucking hey. kill someone. Yeah, Gotta do what you gotta do, man. Each to their own Whatever way. preps you. Exactly right, that's the fucking biggest job. But um, now nah, we'll wrap it up there. Um... But yeah, before I give it to Sist, um, from me, bro, thank you for um, your time. Um, I know you're a busy man now. But um, now, thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing um, a different perspective in the game of rugby league. Um, Obviously, we hear a lot from players, and this is a different side where we get to hear from a ref, someone who has control of a game, someone who has the hardest job on the field, really. So um, to hear from you, um, for, for, from me personally, um, you're one of the best refs in this in the country. And um, I really do hope you go on to um, higher things, higher honours. Um, I'll be rooting for you because um, I know um, what you're capable of. And um, thank you for your knowledge. Thank you for your time. Um, we, really, we really do appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see um, where you go with um, this riffing journey. And um, it's good to see you've come a long way, um, yeah. obviously, from the Joey who was riffing us about four or five years ago to the Joey now. So um, you see a big difference. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming on, bro, and jumping on. Yo, 
No, I just want to jump on the back of that. Um, again, we just want to thank you for your time. Again, we want to thank you for giving us an insight, um, again, of um, being a referee. <laughs> like I said, like just asking the questions that I was asking, you, we're a bit naive to actually what goes on as, as a ref and uh, all the preparation and training and, um, you know, knowledge that, that, that you guys must have to, again, officiate a game. Uh, we know it's not the easiest job. We know it's the hardest job on the field. Again, as players, we just go out there and play. Um, but I, I, I could not imagine uh, me being in the middle with a whistle. So, um, for, for for me personally as well, is like just thank you for for for, for the job that you do, uh, for the person that you are, um, and, and and just giving us that little insight um, and, and into knowing that you guys are human and you guys do have emotions and uh, you guys do have feelings and. Um, listening to your journey again, like what um, Broad said uh, from the Joey uh, a few years ago, um, we'll say Joey <laughs> um, to you know like like what like what you went through with, with the incident to being like the man that you are t- today. Like um, we thank you um, again because like we said earlier, without uh, people like yourself putting their hands up to um, referee, uh, we wouldn't be we wouldn't have a game uh, to play. And and again, that's something that we're passionate about and. Um, I don't think you guys get enough credit for. So, like Broad said, um, we just want to give you, uh, wish you all the best in, in, in your referee's journey. Um, we, we know that again, you got you got all the talent and ability to to, to go to that next level. I, I think you've had glimpses already um, and opportunities already, and uh, we just want to see you uh, get into the NRL, become full time, and get that 300k <laughs> 300k baby um, but again and it's your shout out and it's your park. shout out yeah. and we can say hey brother <laughs> you're welcome you're, you're welcome, welcome. <laughs> hey jump on the potty now you're, you're at the top yes nah. but thank you very much and uh, again we appreciate your time so I'll hand it over to you my brother nah I think yeah just from me um, you know, I, I really appreciate the opportunity just to I guess just to share my story mm. um, you know like I don't I feel like there wouldn't be much people and our league scene that you know would would think that I'm just a you know a 22 year old from Rewa, mm. um, but you know like I really appreciate you know, the opportunity to come on the podcast, um, you know to share my story, um, and even just like Tiamo's YouTube voice, regardless of whether we're on or off the you know, on or off the footy field, um, you know like I've got the, the utmost love and respect for you fellas, um, as players, as people, um, and you know as as family people as well, um, you know it's. I guess seeing like seeing your guys' life on on you know, on social medias and that, um, you know, so I guess for me as a ref and as a person gives me a, a different perspective to you guys in life, um, and it's just I guess yeah like like you said sis you know like we're human at the end of the day um, and you know mm-hmm. we're all just trying to you know, sort of never wait navigate our way through life and I guess just just being grateful for you know for what we've got at the moment but yeah like I really appreciate the the yarn today boys um, and you know hopefully. We, my message can sort of resonate with a few people who, you know, mm. whether they're, they're refs at the moment or, you know, want to become referees. Um, you know, like hopefully hearing my story can, you know, inspire them to, mm. I guess, follow the journey that I'm on. <laughs> Just plug yourself. Plug it. Plug, plug it real quick while, while you get the opportunity. Plug it. How, how do you become a ref? Um, yeah, so if you want to become a ref, um, like obviously you can hit myself up at Auckland Rugby League, um, Joseph, joseph.g at aucklandleague.co.nz. Um, or if you want to uh, jump on the... Auckland League Refs Association website. It's just arrfs.co.nz. Um, the information's on there if you want to, I guess, contact the people from the association. Otherwise, um, there's my email. 
Um, hopefully, uh, Broads will be a, a, a GC and, and chuck my little email down the bottom there. Ding. Um, Ding. But yeah, like if you want to become a referee, um, it's not that hard. Um, but yeah, feel free to get in touch with me or our association and, and we'll hook you up. Mean. To Mickey, that's us. Uh, another episode on the Breaking Bread podcast. So um, yeah, make sure you tune in. Let's go. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Buzz it on that beat, hope. Oh.